Welcome to episode 191 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me posting non sequiturs about the 1995 sci-fi classic Johnny Mnemonic on Twitter at S-E-A-T-J-K. And with me tonight, as usual, is Chris. Where can we find you recapping the trick-or-treat deviations in your neighborhood, Chris? You can find me at C.D. Villasenor, wondering why the hell people are giving my son chips. <laughs> I, I would like a... Can we do a Halloween that is like snacks? Savory? Savory yeah, Halloween? Savory Halloween. <laughs> no one wants savory Halloween. I do. No, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what I figured. So I was like, they were, so the, my, my son and the neighborhood friends went out trick-or-treating. They came back to our house um, and just in the driveway decided to dump all their candy, sit down and make their trades, which was great. There's mm-hmm. three of them. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were just trading stuff back and forth. And I noticed this, my, there were chips. <laughs> I was like, I was like, who gave you chips? And is either the person was unprepared mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for Halloween or they just had, they, maybe they, they buy the variety pack of chips and yeah. these are the ones they never eat. Yeah. They don't like these kind. And Barbecue so I'm just, Pringles. <laughs> but I'm just going to give them as Halloween treats. I was, I was befuddled. I, I just, I, I was taken aback by chips. I think we should make the Wednesday before Thanksgiving savory Halloween for adults. <laughs> walk around yeah just walk around everybody's got to give you some some snacks <laughs> home co- yeah exactly i i don't know i just i don't think i'd ever in all my in all my time i don't think i've, I've seen granola bars mm-hmm. i've seen that i get that maybe i get that in some weird way but i just the, didn't i'd never seen chips the elderly folks in our neighborhood were giving out hand-packed bags of peanuts <laughs> like like shell like peanuts in the shell in little oh, that, ziplocs oh that's that's uh that seems frugal. <laughs> what is this? This is not Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> certainly, certainly not. I guess not. No way. Anyway, we can call my holiday. I like. How about uh, charcuterine? Charcuterween? <laughs> charcuterine. <laughs> give it away like Parma ham. Yeah, summer like... sausage. <laughs> it's sliced. Yeah, yeah. You just go there and they bring out the charcuterie platter. You just make yeah. yourself a bite and then move yeah, to the yeah, next yeah. house. And leave. Yeah, everybody has to have a, a board ready and you get a piece. That's not, that's not a terrible idea. Oh, see, so you're on board now. If you could find people who are willing to you know, chance it, we're all, you know, you got to touch that food, right? Wow. This isn't the time for it. <laughs> Three, five years ago, charcuterie could have been a thing. Sure. <laughs> well, we've got a, there's definitely something there. We've got a whole show about aberrant human behavior for you this week. Come along and let's realize that normal is only normal to you. In segment one, we're borrowing the genius wanderings of Gawker's Ben Jenkins and to, dis- to discuss just exactly who does and does not know who Mario is. And in segment two, it's the golf off season, so it's time to clean out your bag and get it right for going forward. And finally, in segment three, we're going to dig into the things you thought were normal until you mentioned it to someone else. Beyond the buzzer, it's back to the stupidest things ever said before we head to the OT for a quick examination on how or why certain folks do not want to be told that the truth is out there. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at holla, holla. at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But before we get to that, how did your son's blow up alien costume go, Chris? <laughs> it's it was good. He liked it a lot. It's big and sort of showy. And it's how long funny. did it stay inflated? It it has a it has a fan in it. Right. No, I mean like how long did he stick with it? Oh no, the whole night. Oh, good for him. Yeah, until he got but here's the here's the only issue that we discovered with the blow up costume, because it's sucking in air through this fan to stay inflated. If it's cold, <laughs> you have to dress warm inside of it because it will continue to just to make you more and more cold. Well, for the first time, well, ever, uh, my children had other friends come meet at the house to go trick-or-treating. And it was all boys. Three boys came. Mm-hmm. Two boys that they're friends with from class. And then one of the boys' older brother. And the old boy's older brother was wearing the alien carrying you around Halloween costume. costume. Yeah. He made it five or six houses before he deflated that thing. Oh, really? He just yes. didn't, he couldn't deal with it. Well, so the kids, um, my youngest daughter is seven, my older daughter is nine, and the other boys were both uh, nine and 10. So they're all fourth graders. Mm-hmm. The older kid, I think, was in sixth grade. 
Okay. And he's like 5'10". Like he was taller <laughs> than me. <laughs> and he's like, you know, maybe 13, right? 12. Okay. Um, and they're running from house to house. And he can't keep up because you can't run in that costume. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's too much drag, like literally too much air drag from this costume to keep up. So he essentially deflated it after not so long. And then he was, I heard him, you know, we're walking around kind of trailing the kids and he's kind of, after a while he kind of starts hanging back. I think he was like, I'm not, I don't really want to run from house Mm -hmm. to house. He's kind of over it. So he's like hanging back toward where the adults were. And um, I hear him tell his dad that he went to one house and they were excited to see the kids. And then when he got to the door, they sort of looked at him like he was crazy. Cause at this point it looks like he's just wearing like plastic blue pants <laughs> <laughs> and he's like six feet tall. So it's like, oh. what is going on? here? <laughs> one of those, you know, yeah, you look like a teenager and you don't seem like you're dressed up and I don't really want to give you this candy. Right. You right. know what? Give the undressed up teenage kids candy. Who gives a shit? Right. Right. And then, you know, I, and that would be awkward if you were like really tall. <laughs> but you just, you know, play chaperone to the kids. What you do, you just, you know. Yeah. But they were running. They were they were in they full, were running they, from house to they, house. they they wanted they wanted this candy. They were collecting. And I don't know, I mean our neighborhood is like turned over in the last couple of years quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And there are tenfold more children in the neighborhood. It was I mean, uh, Halloween I uh, on the streets of my neighborhood like I haven't seen since I was in 4th or 5th grade. It was That's awesome. That, it that's, was awesome. Yeah. People in the cul-de-sacs had, like, set up games for the kids to play. Like, there were interactive experiences, like Punch Cup, and, like, one guy had a pinata out. Um, it was crazy. And apparently these people had coordinated with each other to do all this. And, like, we don't get it. You know, we're, we're at the dead end uh, mm-hmm. up around the corner on the hill. No, we, I think everybody thinks we're, like, aloof, which is, you know, a, true. Um, right. <laughs> not untrue. It's, I'm not unfriendly. Right. But I'd rather not talk to you. (laughs) I'm just not effusively friendly. Correct. Right. So, you know, I went and if you saw my Instagram, I I had a a variant Loki costume on. I had the President Loki horns with the variant jacket. Obviously, I didn't shave my beard because Lord knows I'm not doing that. Mm. Matter of fact, I can't. I'm I'm actively chasing the Leto Atreides. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm 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 back on the oil. I've got the treatments going. I'm getting the thing dialed in. I'm going to I'm growing it long. It's going to be awesome. Um, anyway, so my costume is really self-explanatory if you're at all familiar with who Loki is. And there is one gentleman who is, uh, you know, one of the fathers from the bus stop. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm somewhat friendly with him. We talk sports, whatever. And, we chat mm-hmm. there. and he's like, oh, yeah, Loki. And he, by the way, clearly drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. He was walking around all night with his water bottle. I'm like, yeah, what do you got in there? Mm. <laughs> but then he goes, so did, did you watch that show, Loki? And I'm like, what the fuck kind of question is that? <laughs> Drunk guy? Of course I did. Like, I'm wearing the outfit from the show. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not like I was dressed in like the green Asgardian robes. Right. It was right. just, I, I, I didn't even know how to answer. I was like, well, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. In fact. <laughs> but overall, we had a good time and it was... Uh, been the most exciting Halloween in this neighborhood since we've been here. Yeah, I felt like there were a lot of people out in our neighborhood too. We got more, we got a few more um, visitors to our house, which was nice because you know the people don't like to walk up our driveway. But it was, I don't know, it felt like it felt like people were having fun, and I'm all for it. So, yeah, your house is not set up on the street. No, no. But you know, when people come up to the house and they like, they I open the door, they get a big handful of candy. It's like congratulations for walking up the hill. Here's some extra candy. That's exactly <laughs> how I treated it too. It's it's funny too because you tell the kids take a handful and they're like, oh, let me see exactly how much candy I can extract out of that bowl with my hand. <laughs> right. It's like go for it. All right. Well, that's it for Halloween. So let's go to segment number one. All right. In segment one, there's always someone who hasn't seen or doesn't have familiarity with some iconic thing right um inevitably everyone who does know is shocked by this Mm -hmm. and for some reason ben jenkins decided to write a piece for gawker where he says can the queen identify super mario from a picture would she be able to look at a picture of mario and say something like that's mario and he, he he sets it up to say here are the rules of these people, right? Like it's not a question about whether or not the person has played the game or watched someone else play the game or just simply whether if shown a picture of Mario, the person would be able to say that's Mario. 
They can't say that's a computer game guy or the little jumping fellow from the what's it. They have to know his name, but that's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this because he breaks down some different folks here in the article, but I didn't want to stay necessarily confined to this, but we'll start with the queen. Queen Elizabeth II. In your opinion, does Queen Elizabeth II know who Mario is? No. No, not at all. No, no. Because Ben feels differently about this. Yeah, He does, but here's the thing. It's like, she doesn't know. She, she doesn't know. She doesn't know his name's Mario. Even her more hilarious, like, her late husband, like, Prince Philip or whatever his name was, definitely didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's no way she knows that that's Mario. I'm sorry. It's just... She's very sharp, I know. And I ben. guess, you know, she had grandchildren. Right. And I guess... I guess Harry and William and Harry probably played some Nintendo when they were little kids. Mm-hmm. I, they they must have, but she does. She no way. So if you consider that the Nintendo Entertainment System was released in the United States in 1984, 1985, mm-hmm. uh, the Queen is roughly 60 years old at that point. This is my. I would believe that that's why she doesn't know who Mario is because she's been an old person the entire time Mario has been around. Right now you. We play video games, you and I, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, but there are video game characters right now that they would roll out in front of us, and we go, I have no fucking clue who that is. Like, no. uh, yeah, popular ones, like, sure. I'm sure. And we'd be like, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, but Mario's like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> kind of, but I guess, you know. You know who Master the... Chief is. Sure. Okay. But, again, I mean, I mean who I, are I we guess talking he's about? the, I guess he's, I don't know, like, you know, each game system probably has their own. Like, I know who Sonic the Hedgehog is. Do you think right. she, do you, she knows who Sonic the Hedgehog is? Well, there was a movie recently. <laughs> she does not know who Sonic the Hedgehog is. <laughs> she knows who Mickey Mouse is for sure. I, I, if you know what, if if it came down to a hundred dollar bet, I would bet a hundred that she did not know who Mario was. That's I tend to agree down. with you. I don't think she knows who Mario is. And mm-hmm. and Ben says that he she knew at one time, but has since forgotten his name. <laughs> And if you press his conclusion here is probably knows he's from a computer game, doesn't know his name, if pushed would guess Alfonso. (laughs) Does she know Waluigi? (laughs) No, definitely not. She should. Everyone should know Waluigi. He's the best. All right. Next on the list is Bob Dylan. Does Bob Dylan know who Mario is? I... (laughs) I find it funny how like how sort of like insular like some celebrities can be, and you always have to decide whether or not they're insular. And I, and for Bob Dylan, I, I don't. I think he's probably again he's probably has grandkids, so I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say he probably knows who Mario is. Okay, so I don't Bob feel Dylan like is. He's, I don't feel like he's insular or a recluse enough to like not know who Mario is. Now, Bob Dylan, I think, is just younger enough to know because he would have been about 45 when Mario was first hitting the, you know, the streets in the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, Ben makes a reference here to the fact that on Dylan's latest album, he references Indiana Jones, which demonstrates some awareness of 80s pop culture. Right. Yeah, I, I think he knows. Do you think he says, though, that's Mario or he's like, no, no I'm not he, sure. No, no. I think he says, oh, that's Mario. Now, do you think everyone who knows Mario also knows who Luigi is? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think the, I think the side characters in the Mario world are not if it, if we're if we're saying it's analogous to like Disney, like I think the Disney side characters have much more have much more fame than the Mario side characters. Okay. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Okay, Pope Francis. No. Does, you don't think Pope Francis I think Pope Francis for sure knows who Mario is. You think so? He gives yeah, it's it's uh it's he Pope Francis seems like he's like read into a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, like he would make a point of being like he would see a picture of Mario and if he didn't know at the time, he would then ask who Mario was. He's also only 84, so it makes him just under 50 when Mario debuts. I guess, you know, I guess priests around kids you know at the at the you know like in church like there's families and stuff and so maybe mario like christmas time comes around i know you made that face when i said piss around kids but you know they are sure they're not always raping them is what i'm saying 
Jesus sometimes, sometimes the good ones like actually learn to like like get to know families. And so okay. yes, I would say that perhaps, perhaps he knows. Okay, that changed my mind. All right. The other dude does not know that last the last the last pope. Oh, Benedict. Like like the super gay pope Benedict. Oh. He, he's what, what are you talking about? Where are we at here? <laughs> What's super happening? Super gay, super gay pope Benedict does not know who Mario is. He seemed. You mean the one that like looked evil and like in the one who like quit, like who retired? Yeah, yeah. yeah. doesn't know Mario. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There does Joe Biden know who Mario is? Yes. Only because Hunter's always playing Super Nintendo all the time because he doesn't do anything else. <laughs> does Donald Trump know who Mario is? <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, that's it, Mario. He's always jumping. He's terrific at jumping. He lives yes. in the sewers. He chases the Donkey Kong. Terrific guy. I love plumbers. Terrific plumber. I liked the reasoning here that uh, Donald Trump is sort of permanently stuck in 1989 and therefore he must know who Mario is. (laughs) Right. Now, I have a couple of tangential questions for you here. Sure. How much does the percentage drop for these people if we're talking about Link? Oh, Link Link is a whole five, six steps below mario in terms of fame okay like so what's funny is so this is the so we also did for halloween i'm just gonna say we did a we did this trunk or treat event where you open up your car at the the parking lot of the golf club and the kids from the neighborhood come in during like saturday in the afternoon when it's Mm -hmm. nice and sunny and they come around and you just give them candy out of your you know you decorate your car or people decorated their golf carts in the in the parking lot and and the neighborhood kids came around which was great. It was a lot of fun. And whenever like a Mario or a Link came around to my car, I'd be like, hey, Mario. I just called him Mario. Or, mm-hmm. or yeah. I said, it's like, you have no idea how much time we hung out, how much we've hung out together over the years. <laughs> we are old friends, you and I. Like, you have no, yeah, Good you to have, see you. Yeah, you have no idea how much time Mario and I hung out a lot. There was a Link running around the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. But again, I would say he's, a good 75% as famous, or 75% less famous than okay. Mario is. Here's the question. Of the people that would recognize Link, how many would identify him as Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> You're the legend of Zelda. You're Zelda. Yeah. It's like, no, it's confusing. It was a confusing marketing thing when I was in 90. No. How about Bernie Sanders? Does Bernie Sanders know who Mario is? Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like Bernie is like big into Legend of Zelda and probably knows who Mario is. Yes. <laughs> he smoked a lot of dope. So, you know, maybe. Yeah. He's like, like you know, Zelda is at its core a puzzle game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's definitely possible that, that Bernie is read in on Mario. How about Harrison Ford knows who Mario is, but he won't admit he knows who Mario That's is. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact he would insist that he would like probably say that's luigi right like and then he'd know he was wrong he would just like he just try to then, get you upset about it and then and then harumph and then like and then move on why are you bothering me with this <laughs> right um elton john i this tweeted about elton john today did you <laughs> that dua lipa song i said i like oh. the new dua lipa elton john song called elton needs money <laughs> his rocket is skint you don't look poor <laughs> now i he's one of the so he when i when i was sort of looking at names that i thought of oh, famous people it's like he's like insular enough that like that this is where like the difference between him and bob dylan like like elton lives in his own little world like elton world and these are the kind of people i was trying to sort of uh to identify like if you live if you were famous so famous that you lived in your own little world that Mario may never, never cross your, your path. Or if he did, he would just, like, he would just like dismiss it and not, not care. So Elton John, what do you think about Elton John? I, has Elton John ever like played Mario, like we, like, like <laughs> Mario tennis or something? <laughs> no. It seems like he's chan- you know, tangentially attached to pop culture yeah, in general. But like I, said, I don't like, think he could name him. I think he knows he recognizes him by sight. 
does not know what his name is. All right. Probably I'm thinks his name is Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, that M stands for Mark. Nancy Pelosi. Um, no, I don't think Nancy knows who Mario is. I don't think Nancy knows anything about Nintendo, period. All right. Okay. And then my last, well, the last one I'm going to throw out here, Clint Eastwood. Does Clint Eastwood know who Mario is? Well, not anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Um, maybe at one time, Clint Eastwood did know who Mario was. <laughs> and now, now has become so embittered. 90, <laughs> he's 91 years old or whatever, so... He might have been too old to to have to have ever known the same. Seems, going with my same thesis with the queen. Yeah, maybe again, maybe maybe grandchildren. Difficult to say, but uh, I don't know. That, that seems like a coin flip to me. Clint Eastwood is definitely leaving the candidates of people who I think have died in the last three years who are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch his movie. I did yeah. watch. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't well acted. Was it a movie about how the racist was correct? Mm, no, it was just a, it was just kind of an odd movie. I just I watched it because it was on, and, and I was like, oh, I'll just watch this Clint Eastwood movie. I was like, hmm, well, it left me it left me feeling nothing. So I was just like, yeah, all right, all right. Well, well, how about a hard transition into something completely different? All right, let's go to segment two. In segment two, I mentioned it's the golf off season, sort of. You can't report scores anymore, but. We never stop around here. <laughs> we never do. But it is a good time to get your house in order, especially when it comes to your golf bag. And you sent me an article that talks about things that are wrong with many amateur players' golf bags. And so I wanted to break this down and see whether or not we agreed or disagreed with these takes. And so the first one is that the set makeup doesn't match the shots on your course. Now, that's a weird way to phrase this, which is to say that you don't have the right clubs in the ba- in your bag for your specific game. I think this point, this particular point was somewhat pedantic for the amateur golfer. Like what's the, I mean, some people will take what they'll take out a five wood and put in a hybrid or something like that. I mean, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of, most, most amateurs are trying just to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and it doesn't really, this one just seems like shot. Your set make, it doesn't match the shots in your course. No. I mean, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, some people like to have four extra clubs that they can pull in and out of their bag. I find that just to be too much, too much to deal with anyway. Well, I think this is really funny where it says, like, he makes a point about, like, do you really need that four iron that you can't lift above table height? Like, if you can't, don't carry clubs, you can't hit. Yeah, Um, but but there are a lot of trees on my course, so I carry one so I can hit it under trees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, right. You need a flat club for recovery. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But like where it says maybe you have a lot of dogleg lefts and you fight a slice, a draw bias driver would help here. I I guarantee if you hit a slice, a draw bias driver is not going to help you with (laughs) the problem at all. No, it's not. Don't fall for that. Don't fall for the marketing people. That does not. That does not do it. I dropped my hybrid, my hybrid for an extra wedge two years ago. And that's just kind of the balance of my bag. Everything else is the same. Yeah, because you hit the ball far enough now that you don't. But let's some your day. The day will come when you will say like, "Shit, I need a longer club here," <laughs> and one of those wedges will find its way into the garage. Well, I just Guaranteed. I learned to hit a bunch of shots with my five wood. Then I don't need a hybrid. Yeah, there you have. All right, next we have a bag that's too heavy if you walk. Now, I mean, if you have this goes on to talk about like. The maximum number of tees, 10 tops. And it's like, well, that's, I, I think that's, that's not a good idea. You might need 18 tees. <laughs> depending might. on what the tees are made of. <laughs> that's true. This is, this is, this, the person who wrote this article, uh, it's like six golf balls. For an amateur towel. golfer? <laughs> six for golf 18, balls for, for 18 For 18 holes of golf? Mm, you might be not playing the last few holes or you might be like bumming balls off the people in your group. Like, Hey, can I borrow a golf ball after you've already lost six? No, you may not. <laughs> yeah, right. No, this guy, bring, what bring some extra this guy must live in Arizona. Ball. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Like two ball markers. It's like these things belong in your, like I have 4 million T's in my bag. <laughs> they just, they just end up there and they stay there and I use them sometimes and like sometimes they break. But the, um, if you're walking and you have a cart, a push cart, 
then you you can have a little extra bag, which means right. place to put my jacket. Place, well, what's just funny is he says a bag that's too heavy if you walk, and then down here a couple more. He's like. No rain glove. or Oh, yeah. No, it talks or, about dumping or, your rain gear to keep your bag light. And then later on, it's like, if you don't have your rain gear ready, then you're not prepared. Right. Did you write this in you... two sessions, like one where you were drunk? <laughs> <laughs> but if, you're, if your bag is... I mean, I understand. But sometimes, especially in the Pacific Northwest, if you're playing golf, you have to have a bag big enough to jam a raincoat in there or rain mm-hmm. pants or, some, or both because mm-hmm. some days you're just going to take it on you're just gonna be like i know it's gonna rain but i'm gonna play golf anyway and let's get wet let's just bring the stuff with i've wasted so much money trying to find a pair of pants that's suitably like water resistant that i don't have to like bring an extra <laughs> percent of rain pants i know it's funny because you know on uh uh facebook like they have that one there's like some viral ad for pants and it shows the, the person like pouring water on it and it like flies off like oh those would be good for golf <laughs> you know they don't work no, you know, like two holes of pouring rain, and you're like soaked through. And you're just like shit. Yeah, no, it works if you spill something. It's right. water resistant, not waterproof. Right. So, but I did, I did waste another not significant amount of money, but not in not small amount of money on a pair. Did of, you spend more than a hundred dollars on these pants? No, they were they were ninety two dollars. Okay, those are expensive pants. They're Under Armour. They're Under Armour. They're lined and they're rain uh-huh. pants. Okay, but they're like not meant to be worn over something. They're just meant to be worn alone. Yeah, I have I have a pair of rain pants like that that are just meant to be worn as pants. Yes, and I'm fine with that. I think they'll probably be fine because if it's raining so hard that I that that's not enough, then I don't want to be out of it anyway. Dude, I caddied my son in the bomb bomb cyclone oh, some yeah. weeks ago, and it was unpleasant. <laughs> but the rain gear held up. Thank God. That's good to hear. Because right, we have a bag, week. because we have a bag big enough to jam shit, <laughs> right? Because that's why that's why a push don't carry, push don't carry. Yeah, because then I can put a cooler in there. <laughs> True story. Next, we have a bag with your name on it. Now I'm with you on this. Don't get a bag with your name on it. Don't get a staff bag. No. Don't get a staff bag. Period. No. With your name on it or without. Agreed. Yeah. Even if you play on like your high school golf team or whatever. Like maybe if you played on your college golf team, if they're giving them out, yes, if they give you a bag with your name on it, but don't make a actual effort to get your bag embroidered <laughs> with your name on it. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty weak. And then go out there and like, yeah, you know, someone with their a bag with their name on it goes out there and like shoots a hundred and six or something like that. You'd be like, well, great. Yeah. World's Next greatest have... dad. That's what it says on God. It. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't go off list for golf gifts. You can only buy golf stuff that I put ex- explicitly on a list, please. Uh, next, we have excessive bag tags. I'm guilty of this. I also am guilty of having a couple extra bag tags that I that I just liked. I just use them as zipper poles because it's just it actually for me what it is it's it's visual shortcuts on what's in what each pocket of my bag. Mhm. Like okay, this that bag tag is where the my my wallet and my phone are. That bag tag is where the golf balls and tees are. Uh, that bag tag is where the refreshment is the refreshment pocket. Yeah. I hear you. I just uh I just have a few on there. I mean not not just, you know, I've got, you know, I got like 3. I don't think that seems excessive. I think I have three also. But if I went to, but you know, I might pick one up if I go to abandoned dunes or something fun. But then you have to replace one. You have to take one off. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, you already mentioned the rain gloves. Um, but whatever. You either have rain gear or you don't. And I don't know. I, I leave it in my bag if it might rain. It's not. I wore a rain glove all summer long. I actually liked it. Weird. It was black. It was fine. Okay. I mean, it was comfortable. You have 14-way dividers. I have 14-way dividers. I also have a bag with 14-way dividers in it. This is not, this is not I don't a horrible want my, thing. No, the grips stick to each other. It sucks. They're hard to get the clubs in and out. Otherwise, I like the all-the-way down dividers. It's, oh, it's you have, I, mine aren't all-the-way down. Mine are just the top divider. Oh, no, so, mine are all-the-way down. So I, know that, so I know when I'm cheating because there's two clubs in one spot because I carry too many clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I, there's 15 slots in my in my. Uh, it's made bag. to cheat. 
Well, it has a spot for the putter, right? And then it has 14 club holes. That's 15 clubs. That's I know. <laughs> I don't have 15 clubs in the bag. I, I used to. Sometimes, like in the wintertime, like I'll have like 17 clubs in the bag. You know, you, yeah, I'll carry everything that, I'll, that I might play just so I can hit different things. I, when I went to Arizona, speaking of, we talked about, uh, I took an extra wedge from my old set so that if I had to hit out of the desert, I didn't have to fuck up my nice clubs. <laughs> right. Just hack it. Just yep. hack that. Oh, for sure. 100%. Um, you need a range finder or GPS, he says. You need, you, you do. Like enough of this. Uh, if I have to, if I have to play with somebody who's like pacing off from like sprinkler heads. I did that I'm for gonna, like 15 years though. I'm going to lose my mind. L- listen, I get it. You, you want to be, you know. No, I just couldn't afford a range finder. <laughs> <laughs> They're plenty cheap these days. Not back Even, then. Well, I mean, if you have a cell phone, you can get, you can get, you know, the, the, the gin app actually has like oh, a GPS on it. It's now. really good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So it's, you have no excuse and it, you play so much faster. If you can just walk up to your ball and you like say, Oh, like middles, this fronts of this backs, of this I'll just choose a club because I can see where the pin is. It's, you know, it's so much easier. Don't play golf without some sort of range finder. It's just a big waste of your time. And don't say this is how old Tom Morris played <laughs> some <laughs> bullshit like that. The pacing thing is just one of those things I learned, like when I was growing up. Sure, like I will look at I will look at sprinkler heads as I walk by them, mm-hmm. just so when I finally get to my ball and I look at my range finder, I usually use a GPS. Yeah, I'll just look at it and go, "Oh, okay, I need 125 to cover the front." I just walk past that. Oh, yeah, it makes all sense. It makes sense. Like you just sort of double check yourself that way. Yeah, and then just play. But you know, please, I don't want to see people walking off from i double up i have rangefinder and gps because i like the gps is the general idea Mm -hmm. and then i use the rangefinder to figure out like what kind of shot to hit right like how aggressive to be to the pin like whether or not if i want to run it up there if i have enough enough room to do that or especially at the course i don't know well yeah i'm just not that good i just i'm fucking fantastic (laughs) 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 and then finally (laughs) we have clubs that don't match your ability and this is my favorite thing is to go to the golf course and see a guy with just two thousand dollars of the clubs who can't play worth the shit. <laughs> like, stop playing. There's this funny meme. Like, it's like uh, this guy at this hotel is like, "Hey, can I get a wake up call?" And the operator's like, "Yeah, you suck at golf. You shouldn't play blades." <laughs> it's like, thanks. <laughs> yes, it it doesn't make any sense to 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 buy those you know those prototype. Tiger Wood, Taylor Made Irons, just don't do it. Don't buy no. the Ricky Fowler mini blades from <laughs> from Cobra. Oh you God. can't hit those. Like you need I've to, tried. First... I've tried to hit those clubs. You cannot hit those clubs. Unhittable he couldn't, clubs. He couldn't hit them. That's why he like sucks now and doesn't play them. Threw those <laughs> things in the garbage because you're an insane person if you're going to try to play those clubs. Play game improvement irons. They'll make do the it. game more fun. Yeah. They even put it in the name. Uh-huh. Game improvement. It helps. <laughs> exactly. Don't All right. Well, get... we haven't talked about golf in a while, so good to get a little fix there. Yeah, for sure. Let's, let's go to segment three. All right. In segment three, I think it's really interesting. I'm endlessly fascinated by people's perception of their own world. Um, I think it's it's crazy, right, that you, you think that things that you grew up believing are normal or what everybody thinks um i i think the internet has really made it super interesting for people to say something about their life and have you know have have a hundred thousand people go what the fuck <laughs> right uh like the, the, the few years ago I, I can't remember if we discussed this on the show but the stand-up sit-down wiping controversy <laughs> yes <laughs> the leaners versus the standers yeah and then somebody's like, well, I wipe front, back to front. And it's like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but there's a, a, a fairly old Reddit thread that we actually pulled from uh, many episodes ago to talk about Finland not being a real place. Uh, but that was one of the many things that parents had taught their children. I think I talked about tricking my children about the bags of hay being the marshmallow farm, like the long con, right? I think that's how we got started there. But this was so... Um, just just fertile ground of all these different things that people had posted. 
I just wanted to chat about a few of these things because I, I think it's really indicative to, to understand that like what you think is something everyone believes or is normal is really just about who you know. And when you're a kid, you don't know anybody. Right. You know, all you know is your parents. Right. And so whatever your parents do, that's normal. Yes. That's it. This is, and this is, that's, and that seems to be the whole thread of this particular discussion is when I was a kid, this is what we did. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know any better. And this is, and it was perfectly normal. And what's funny is because I grew up as like, you know, my parents are foreigners, right? My parents uh, uh, come from uh, a different country. Right. And we have a house and inside the four walls of our house, we did things like Filipinos do. But I lived in a very, very American place. And so, you know, when friends would come over and it's like, hey, you want to stay for dinner? Sure, I'll stay for dinner. And then like a bunch of Filipino food comes out or a fish with a head on it. <laughs> like, like people would freak the fuck out. I'd be like, what? It's like, this is just, it's like, because I have no problem eating American food, right? Mm-hmm. But, but most of my friends had never seen half of the shit, like, or none of the shit that we were eating at my house. <laughs> like, it was brand new to them. And, you know, they'd lived, you know, 10, 15 years of their lives and never seen food like this ever. So it's, it was always, it was always pretty funny. It's like, oh, this is how we, this dude, this is how we do things here. It's okay. Just, it's just food. <laughs> Well, I worry about that because like, you know, you and I have talked before about how my wife and I have somewhat altered our sort of meal routine to be more accommodating to our children, probably more so than we should, because I'd rather just not have the fight. Mm. Right. Like, I don't want to fight about food. Right. So I'm just going to make something that I know that there's a reasonable chance you'll eat. It keeps our rotation somewhat limited. And, but I'm concerned that they're going to go to someone's house and be super because they're not cool about like... <laughs> Like going off script on food uh-huh. and it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a problem. I think I've done them a disservice. <laughs> yeah. what I've concerned May, you Maybe like keeping them too middle of the road, like mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, kind of a kind of life. Not that not, not like all the time, but uh-huh. you, you know, it's definitely in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my I, son ate pho for dinner tonight. I mean, that's kind of what, you know, he's cool. He's cool with it. Cause again, we we just sort of eat these things and it's and it's and it's i guess normal for us and that's so that makes it a little more easy when you get out in the out in the world but the other thing that was funny for me which was normal is my parents spoke a different language mm-hmm. and so i would walk in the door and my mom or dad would speak to me in tagalog for like three minutes about what's going on and what i had to do and what needed to happen and i'd be like okay cool and then i'd go outside and my friend would go what the hell did you what, what were you talking about for three minutes like oh i forget you don't understand what they're saying mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah i'm not like, thinking about it not thinking about it but right. it's but it's a funny it's a it's a phenomenon it's like one of those things like that's normal to me sorry i just i you just forget when you're again when you're in the house you just forget because like you go from one world to the other and you, once you're inside there, it's like, hey, it's a different language gets spoken in here. And I don't think twice about it, really. Well, what's I've noticed, like for me, what, what being online all the time and particularly during the pandemic and not being around people very often, I was already like becoming a tough hang because like my brain is just full of like hard, bad things that people generally don't <laughs> want to talk about at parties. Right. Like uh, sure. they, the world's going to hell and here are the five things. And, and I remember running into a guy I hadn't seen since college and he's talking about like, oh yeah, I got married a couple of years ago. Oh, we just had a kid. And I'm like, and then like within 10 minutes, I'm like, are you worried about climate change? <laughs> 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 and just totally bummed him out. Right. And I, but I'm totally comfortable with it because I just, I, I'm spending too much mental energy on it to, to not be comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. <laughs> but I've, bec- I've turned into a tough hang. Right. It's like, yes, the small talk you you have, like you've mentioned this many, many times, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you just have no, you just, you just can't do the small talk thing anymore. Right. It's like, Hey, you got a kid. Oh, that's fun. You know, whatever. Like you wouldn't be, <laughs> are you concerned that we're giving them a, that, they, that you your child's going to inherit gonna... a world that's going to suck? This How much of the country thinks we underwater in 20 years? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, to the list, though, my mom whistled for me to find me in crowded places. I knew the particular sound and always found her easily. Apparently, when she did this after taking uh, my friends and I out, they felt insulted and that they were that she was treating them like dogs. Now, my dad used to whistle for me, like uh-huh. across like the the massive 
at least it felt massive to me at like you know seven years old that mm-hmm. the, the green space of the townhome that he lived in right as he was divorcing my mother <laughs> <laughs> and i never in fact i always I, i've never been able to properly do the piercing whistle and it's always felt like a failure because i always felt like it was a very effective method I, for i god bless the people who can really cut cut a whistle loose i love that i love my that. mom could do it too with the fingers love, oh the fingers the fingers in your mouth and the big monster whistle god i wish i could do that so that's, jealous that's that's a that's a, that's such a baller move i just i love it i mean i i had a buddy in college who could like blow your ear out yeah. with that and we'd sit around and drink beer and he'd try to teach me how to do it. it's like you know you just stick your finger in your mouth and he's like Bruh! and i'd be like i can't i tried it's, i can't even whistle normally you can't just make a regular, just a no. regular whistle. No, oh. I just gave up like 15 years ago. I was like, whatever. I can make like a regular sort of like. No, I can't like whistle, whistle. a tune or like I can't even like whistle. Period. <laughs> I've tried. I don't know what to tell you. People were like, oh, just do this. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works. All right. Next we have. I thought it was perfectly normal that my mom's occupation was working at a flea market selling counterfeit tapes and CDs. It wasn't until middle school I began realizing it was strange. <laughs> okay. I mean, she's out working. Just There's another one in here where the guy talks about my at career day. He told his class that his dad sold weed for a living. <laughs> okay. I mean, someone has to sell the weed. <laughs> Do you think that it's... There's there's a number of things in here like this one guy posts like my parents did a bunch of illegal drugs in front of me and didn't care about like doing yeah, them in front of my friends. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> I mean that's just that's just that's just horrible, really. That's not like a that's not like a fun. Oh, we thought it was normal to like, you know, you know, put peanut butter on hot dogs. I mean, that's a fun kind of a thing. It's like right. it's like we we thought it was normal that our parents would just do heroin in the living room. I mean, this, this is not a, that's not a fun story to tell. Right. I, mean, I, don't want to, I don't want to hear about that. That's terrible. There's a, a, quite a few in here that are funny, but yeah, there's definitely one that's like the beatings I got at home. <laughs> now, culturally, like culture, some cultures have a lot of a different, they have a different like sense of personal space. Uh-huh. Like, like holding my dad's hand, which, uh-huh. Which I did, and even as an adult, like like when he was older, like we'd be walking, and I would, you know, and I would just take his hand, and it would be fine, and it, we had no problem. I'd never had a problem with that. And in fact, sometimes my son will do that. He's twelve. He's in seventh grade. We'll be, we'll be walking like somewhere, or or even on the golf course when I was catting him, he'd walk up, he just grab my hand, and we would just walk. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's just, it's normal. And I'm sure somebody saw that and was like, that is weird that it. 12 year old boy would hold his dad's hand while they walked but you know what if he wants to grab my hand i'm not going to tell him no right it's not always just cultural too because like i'm very affectionate with my children and my older daughter has always been not always but last few years become very standoffish about physical contact and i can tell it's just a personal preference she's like i just it makes me feel uncomfortable and i'd i'd rather not yeah and so i try to respect that you know it's like okay well that's a bummer yeah, um, my, it's not, my oldest. My oldest is like that too. She's not really. She's not. She's off me. Maybe, maybe it's, and maybe she'll outgrow it. You maybe. know, but I, I don't think knows? so. Uh, given the given the, my younger daughter, it's much more heartbreaking because it used to be like she'd get up in the morning and we had morning hug, it was like a mm. thing for years, and now it's just fallen by the wayside. Oh, that's too bad. And then today I was trying to hold her hand, walking to the bus stop, and she's like, well, "I don't need to hold your hand." She's like, "I'm not a baby." <laughs> Like, I don't think you're a baby. Right. Just, we're walking with each other. Yeah. You're seven. <laughs> there's, tra- there's traffic. <laughs> Not a ton. It's like, you know, 30 in the morning in the neighborhood, but. I know. I hear you. I mean, that's the, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it's just one of those things. I mean, you know, like I said, it's, uh, it feels very normal to me, but I, I can see where like someone might look and say, that kid seems to be a little old to be holding his dad's hand. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell him no. <laughs> There's a couple in here I want to touch on just because they're funny. Um, my mom taught me the safest way to drive over railroad tracks is to accelerate and go as fast as possible to get it over with. Who <laughs> <laughs> was she raised by one of the, a Duke? I like, guess. <laughs> like Daisy Duke is your mom? 
The first reply is my grandma once told me while when driving around a turn, you need to go as far to the inside of a turn as possible, even if it means crossing lanes like you're in a NASCAR race. <laughs> okay, so in the defense of the person, the mom who says you have to go as fast as you can over the railroad tracks, obviously not true. No. You should go a little slower. Yes. However, over speed bumps and railroad tracks, you should not apply the brake. No. You should coast over over speed bumps and railroad tracks at a reasonable speed. You could even make an argument that just before you hit the obstruction, give the car just a touch of gas to lift the front suspension up because the engine will lift the front end of the car up. Hmm. Right? Like if you accelerate. How you do it? Uh, it depends on the how, how um, aggressively Aggressive. I'm trying to get over the thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like there's these, there's this little road right by my house that cuts through this little shopping area. And if I use that road, there's these terrible speed bumps and, it works best if you coast up to it, like slow down and coast. And then just as you get to it, hit the gas to lift the engine up. And yeah, and it goes smooth. Mm-hmm. I did have to teach. So this is as, a, as someone who recently taught a person to drive. The um, My daughter was just staying on the brake. She'd go into the like the on-ramps and off-ramps like too fast. Or mm. like, or she'd go around like a curve and she'd like, like typical, like they go too fast early and then they brake. And then the car gets a kind of, it's like, no, slow down a little now. And when you get to the top of the curve, accelerate, apply the gas and it will flatten the car out and you'll be much more steady. You'll be much more stable. So, but driving as fast as you can over the railroad tracks is a terrible idea. Unless, of course, you're Burt Reynolds, in which case it's fine. And then this one, ice cream sandwiches made with waffles was something I had almost every day for breakfast. <laughs> what? <laughs> ice cream for breakfast every day? This person can't be. This kid. This person can't be in good shape. This person diabetes. Yeah, seriously. Apparently, tell me kiss, about it. The kissing your immediate family on the lips is weird. I never thought of it as weird. Then I read about it on Reddit and threads like this all the time. That's something I, I feel know. like I just grew out of. Yeah. I think if I let, I think if I let her, I think my mom would still kiss me on the lips. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cultural. That <laughs> yeah. doesn't bother me. All right. Well, that's it for our regular segments, and you know what part of the show this is. Are you stupid or something? Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Are you stupid or something? Stupid is stupid does, sir. It's the stupidest things ever said. Huh? But why? But why? What for? How come? Questions asked of real estate brokers. Will the sellers be taking the septic tank with them? <laughs> well, know. they better because they put all a bunch of their poop in there. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> Does the garage come with the house? <laughs> okay. Is anyone buried in the backyard? Well, I mean, that needs to come out. That needs to be disclosed early. Just dogs. Just dogs. Just an ancient Native American burial ground. I saw poltergeist. They need to they need to they need to they need to disclose those things. Have you ever buried a pet in your yard? Um uh, no, I never really had pets, so mm. yeah. Yeah, that's right. You're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Actual book titles. And these are around Halloween, so you'll sense a theme here. Mm. Uh, the Beginner's Guide to Sex in the Afterlife. The why, first of all, why wait till the afterlife? I mean, come <laughs> on. If you're waiting to the afterlife, you're doing it wrong. This feels like one of the books from the Beetlejuice waiting room. Mm. Like when they get the, the handbook, the death <laughs> handbook. Right. The Supernatural History of Worms. <laughs> okay. It's, it's called Dune. <laughs> I'm still thinking a lot about Dune. You are? Yeah, it really has just stuck with me. Mm. I no, I haven't been thinking about it so much. Okay. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the part 2 and then I'm going to watch the 1 and 2 it like I'm going to join them up together and yeah. then make it like one movie cuz I think it'd be better. I agree. I I definitely still have my same problems with it, which mm. is that it doesn't have a proper ending. No, it's just the first half of a movie and no. then it just sort of ends and you're just sort of like, hmm. yeah. It's like the Hobbit. Oh God, it's way better than the Hobbit. right, but no, in that way. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, end of the end of the first movie, whatever. He survived the 1966 car crash that killed him. 
There's no context for this at all. <laughs> but maybe he lived a while longer and then he died. I don't know. How he maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Fatal injuries that just took a while. <laughs> Do you, can't you still attribute that to the the car crash though? Even if you die like three weeks later from the car uh, crash. Yes, absolutely. That happens a lot. <laughs> gonna say yes can't survive the car crash that killed you that is the stupidest thing ever said (laughs) we found it (laughs) it only took 10 months but we found it all right this is from uh, the chase witches are most often depicted flying on what object a ufo it's hard to play the feud the feud you know what i forgive people for the feud all the time because if you put me on tv and then like they said blah 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 and then you just hit that buzzer because you just, all you're thinking about is hitting that buzzer really fast mm-hmm. and then you hit the buzzer and then you're surprised that you're the first one to hit the buzzer and then you're like oh shit now i gotta come up with an answer it's like uh ufos it's like ah stupid yeah <laughs> well that was dumb <laughs> here's headline in an ap headline dead man remains dead that's uh, usually how it works. I hear it's Maybe he's out. having sex in the afterlife. That's uh, yeah. Why not? I hope. I hope so. That seems like a, that seems like something to look forward to. Um, and here is a call between an accountant and a federal employee. I assume an IRS agent. This is long. <laughs> Are you not vetting these? Uh, not always. I need to uh, put a hold on a social security number. It's a case of identity theft and the man has been dead for two years. I'm sorry, but I have to speak to the taxpayer directly to hear it from them that their identity has been stolen. They did not file this return, but he's deceased. Is there any way you can have him call us? It's really the only way we can help you. No, I can't have him call you. He's dead. Unfortunately, he has to call himself. Get him to call us and we can straighten it out. So you want me to get the taxpayer who is deceased to call you so we can get this fixed? Yes, you finally get it. <laughs> oh, bureaucracy. That's got to be just, I don't feel like doing my job today, and I'm just going to no. like I'm just harass gonna you until you yeah, hang up. I'm just, yes, right. I just, I just am passing along the pain of my life to you, caller. Yes. And finally, we have instructions on PlayStation.com. Do not install the system software soon before or soon after a power outage. Okay. I'll do my best to predict when the power is going to go out. Right. Uh, that's an automated process by which uh, I generally have no control over. So thanks. Best part about working from home. Power's out. I'm cooked. <laughs> that's it. All done. All done for the day. Go to a Starbucks. No. Working from home in a nah. pandemic. No, power's out. No. That's it. Power's out. That's it. There's no working. Remember we worked important. at that terrible place and he made us stay there after the earthquake for like six hours, even though we couldn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know if you were still there. At that time. I was not there during the earthquake. I was, uh, I was at my home during the earthquake. It cracked the floor in the building. And he was like, no, we can't go home. You can't go home. Like the power <laughs> is out. Can I go see if my out. house is up? <laughs> the power's out. And the uh, structure of this and in- the integrity of the structure is in question. Never worked for worse people. <laughs> Let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right, in the overtime. Now, this habit of mine probably stems from the many years I spent both creating and then pushing adoption of knowledge base materials mm-hmm. in support of technology employees who could answer many of the questions themselves if they chose to look for where those answers were. <laughs> they didn't. Which is fine. They did. They didn't care. No. They didn't care to look for it. They, it was easier just to ask you. No. My favorite was when they would call multiple times for the same thing over the course of, like, you know, like once a week. How do I... Can you write it down this time, do you think, maybe? <laughs> if I send you a link? Yeah. <laughs> will, you, will you click it? No, you will not. <laughs> but both people I support in my current role, as well as people who report to me, often ask me questions. Because you're now, very knowledgeable. And I'm also able to find the information very quickly because I know where to look for it mm-hmm. because that doesn't seem challenging to me. There's only a few places where it could be. And if I can't find it, then, I mean, 
first of all, there's an expectations issue on who should know what mm. that I'm not going to get into about like whether or not you should be asking me these questions to begin with. Right. But I still have the habit of answering the question and then providing the context for where I found the answer. Mm-hmm. Hey, I found this answer by searching for this on this place, <laughs> which is a thing that's also available to you, which is a thing I don't type, <laughs> right. but which is the implication, right? Uh-huh. And some people get really worked up and irritated that I would dare to tell them where I found the answer because that implication is offensive to them. Right. What you do you are mean, dumb. Right? <laughs> you are dumb. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. I'm just like. No, not at all. I mean, this is, again, I, we live in the internet world. And if your first instinct when you come across any sort of problem is not to just open Google and just throw it in there just in case dumb luck gives you the answer right off the bat, then what are you doing? And the same thing I would argue applies to any sort of work-related thing. If you don't have a work collaboration platform that you don't go to first, mm-hmm. don't come to me as an individual. Right. Like, you know, I mean, like I said, people, both people I support and people who report to me. And I'm like, don't make your this problem my problem. Right. Like, right. Figure it out. You're not helpless. Right. Figure it out. You are, you are ostensibly a bright person. <laughs> I mean, capable, I don't know if I'd go that far. capable. I mean, listen, you have a job. You just, uh, you have a keyboard and a computer. I mean, what more do you need? Like I can, <laughs> I can, the willingness, the willingness. Right. And there's this, you know, and I get it too, because there's, there's, there's some cases where, where, you know, there are just some things that, you know, right. And people walk by you and say, Hey, Chris, what about this? And I go, Oh yeah, I know about that. Sure. And then you talk about it and then it's like, okay, great. You know things. And then so they come back to you. Like every now and again, I'll ask somebody about something and they'll say, oh, I don't know. How would I know that? It's like, I don't know. I thought maybe you'd know it off the top of your head since you worked in the thing. I'll go ahead and look it up. It's fine. Like I, you know, so I get, you know, if you're in an office situation and, you know, sometimes you just want to ask a question to somebody. If they don't know, I'm not going to make them find out for me. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, great. It's like, hey, do you know about XYZ? It's like, no, I don't really. It's like, I wouldn't say, could you find out about XYZ and get back to me? It's like, no. Well, no, that like, is, and I think uh, that's where I'm mad because that's, right. that's the implication I always feel. That's how they treat you? Yeah. That's how they treat you. I'd, yeah. I'd be like, no, go find out XYZ on your own. Like, that's not my business. Well, it's and, like, and when you And when you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> I don't know. There's, said, there's things where it's like, if you're running into a problem, go ask a bunch of people if there's a problem with their systems too. Mm-hmm. Don't send me messages like, is such and such down? No. I don't know. I'm not using it. Fucking right. find somebody else who's, who's using it. And ask them. <laughs> yes. It's really about, it's really about, you have to have respect for people's like problem solving process is what I want. It's like, I get it. Like sometimes you'll come to me and I'll say, oh, I don't know. And then that's fine. You say, okay, well, oh, good. I'll just go check these other things and it'll be, and I'll figure it out. It's like, that's what I want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't need to be looped into your life. I don't need to, we don't, I don't need to take you by the hand and like, we don't, well, let's discover the answer together. It's like, no, <laughs> I've got other shit I have to do. Right. Like just this, yeah, this whole, uh, you know, again, it's like part of me is like, you know, I, I appreciate that you respect the, the fact that I know things mm-hmm. and, and it, sometimes it is easier for just to ask me for things, but, but let's, 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 let's have a little, let's, let's take a little responsibility for our own, for our own, <laughs> our own knowledge, our own competency. Having returned not all that long ago to a, a leadership role, I, I had forgotten that there are people who work under you who expect that anything related to their employment whatsoever is information you should have on hand. Mm. And I'm like, you just ask the people who know, like if you have a benefits question, don't ask me. I don't have any fucking idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's the answer. Whatever you know is what I know. We were peers until like eight months ago. Right. Right. (laughs) And, and I'll bet, 
and I'll bet you money that there's some sort of like internal portal that shows you your benefits. Uh, <laughs> it's not like I became, I came back to leadership of this company and then they like showed me the inside of the Marcellus Wallace briefcase. <laughs> right. Like now I just bestowed upon with you know tons of knowledge that you don't possess. It's, I know. It's I funny. just, I don't mind being asked the question, but if I'm going to tell you that you could have found the answer yourself, you can't get upset. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yes. I, I, I totally agree. You're, like, yeah. You're not allowed to be upset about it. Or, you know, or sometimes when, you know, if I'm in a particularly sort of, I don't know, sassy mood, I'll just like, I'll type it into Google right in their face. Like, oh, oh hang on. And then you type it into Google and you're like, oh, here's the answer. <laughs> it's like the it's like one of the commonly asked things. All I have to do is like drop that little arrow. It's like it's in that little bank of, oh, here are the five things everyone asks about this stupid Yeah, mine, mine's usually, here's a link to the Slack conversation about the exact thing you're talking about, which, by the way, I found by searching the words you used to ask me the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people, try to be better. Try to, try, to, try to know things. Try to become the person people want to ask things. Don't be the asker. Be the, you know, aspire to be the, the fountain of knowledge, not the drinker from that fountain. Yeah. Talk about makers and takers. <laughs> right all right that's our show our thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three pod where we try to fit your brains with bespoke new ideas subscribe review tell your friends and your enemies and meet us here next week for more pop culture life strategies and existentialism but until then it's a me mario 